All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the Gulag. Hopefully, this episode does not get banned. I actually posted an episode, uh, a clip, a couple clips from an episode like that were put together uh, like a couple days ago. I think it's been almost a week now. It was like right after the first one that I had banned. And uh, so I have one strike now is my point. So I get two more and then I'm off YouTube. Oh, so, they give you an extra strike now? They give you an extra strike. They a- give you three strikes. It's like, I think that's what it is, three strikes. I was no, I thought you had a warning. You actually had a strike? So I had a warning and a strike. Oh. Yes. I think dang. so. I could have read you. it wrong. I could have read it wrong, but I think that's what it was. Either way. So They're it's not looking you. good. They're on to me. They're on to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the overlords over at, over at YouTube. It's only a matter of time before uh, the Alex Jones me. You're going to see me on. Infowars screaming at the sky <laughs> with Alex. Uh, We're gonna be on Sky with uh, Alex Jones <laughs> talking about the gulags and oh yeah, you know, you're so good we will, we might actually go to a literal gulag at some point here, uh, seeing how the world's. I would going. love to do this show in a gulag. Yeah, they'd still say it's fake. They'd be like, "Gulags are will. real." <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so today's episode. So there's a few things I want to talk about for everyone listening. Um, I'm gonna go through. That recent shooting of, I think the guy's name is Dante Wright in Minneapolis, the guy, which we'll go through that, uh, the recent shooting mm-hmm. in Minneapolis that's leading to more riots, kind of like what we saw last summer. Um, and then the event that led to the riots last summer, Derek Chauvin, George Floyd hit a little bit on that. Um, and then there's just some just stuff that I find funny and just extremely hypocritical and paradoxical with the Black Lives Matter founder. Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce her name. Do you know how to pronounce it? Page or page? Uh, I called you Page. Uh, Peyton. That's okay. Um, I believe it's something. Co- colors. 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 Of course, you'd have that last name. I don't know if that's actually how you I pronounce think, it. I think it's Coolers. Probably, but you know what? For this podcast, nah, colors. colors, 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 Absolutely. So we'll talk a little bit about a little about a little bit about that. And as far as uh, uh, as far as uh, you know, Mister Joe Biden goes, we'll talk a little bit about the gun control stuff that he's trying to propose uh, and why that's a horrible idea, just all around. Uh, it's if you care about idea. even I, any of your freedoms, because it's not going to just affect the Second Amendment. Obviously, it's setting a bad precedent. So we'll get to that. Uh, but first, I think it'll be interesting. For us, I found the clip of the body cam footage. It's a little graphic of the Mr. Dante Wright who was shot in Minneapolis. So let's like walk through this video and show people what exactly happened and what went wrong on both accounts. And I'll give a little bit of backstory. Okay. Mm -hmm. So before I get into that, a little bit of backstory on this guy. I found this article see if this works screen sharing magic right here oh oh look at so, that dude we're going places we're going places here so this talks about i don't know if you guys want to there we go getting a little weird there okay so the guy that was shot he number one he had an expired uh um plates right so that's mm-hmm. If any cop sees that, I know most states, I think they have, like, I know in here in Wisconsin, you have to each year is a different color. So if you, you know, 
if you have the wrong color well, sticker, even, it's so obvious. Even that if it's you expired. run the plates, Nick, and it'll right. come right up in the database. Yeah, if you run the plates, it'll come right up. Um, which automatically is going to be a routine traffic stop right from the get go. Right, I think so. For, so, from mm-hmm. my understanding, they pulled him over because of the expired plates, which is like right. Just get Standard. get new plates. It's not that expensive. Um, just no. update them. And then he had a warrant out for his arrest. So the fact that he had a warrant out for his arrest and expired plates and he was driving around and later we'll get to that. He was resisting arrest. Like that is just asking. Now, I believe frankly, the warrant was for what now? So the warrant here, it says the warrant was out for his arrest. It said uh, uh, aggravated robbery. He tried to choke some woman and he held her at gunpoint for eight hundred and twenty dollars in two thousand nineteen. Oh, I was told that it was just a uh for owning a firearm <laughs> illegally, but clearly this dude has really? more of a rap sheet than just that. So I mean yeah, so it apparently could be he was a bad dude and yeah and usually what I found every single I was time about to go all I've... like libertarian about it and say how well you know the gun right. law shouldn't be there to begin with but obviously you can't be choking and holding ladies for Right, you can't do that. You just, you just can't do that and expect to get away with it. And then mm-hmm. the fact that he had the audacity to flaunt, you know, whatever he was driving around without expired plates, thinking he wasn't going to get caught, like you're asking for it, and then he later mm-hmm. resists arrest. Um, part of me feels bad anytime somebody gets shot or something like this happens, and we'll get to that in a right. bit with what the cops did wrong and things like that. But at the same time, if you do something like that, mm-hmm. if you have a bad rap, if the cops know who you are, if you have a warrant out for your arrest, and then you resist arrest and try to fight back the cops that are currently trying to arrest you for the warrant that you deserve, the, the arrest, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you're doing those things, you shouldn't expect sympathy from other people when something bad like this happens to you. I think you know I mean? before, like you're before no longer anything, a victim in a sense, because you, you knowingly put to... yourself in danger. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm um, sorry. No. So I think right away we have to get off the bat. We do not advocate for the cops just shooting down criminals for right. random traffic stops. We don't advocate obviously death for anybody that's unjust. We don't, we're not celebrating that. We don't want that. And I want to make sure we point that out because yes. for anybody watching our YouTube algorithms or whatever, that him dying yeah, I'm, I'm not, was wrong. I'm not saying that, was that in the defense. No, yeah. and I know you're not. I'm just making sure that this can't be taken out of context. Good. No one's yeah. advocating that he deserved to die. <laughs> no one's advocating that the incompetence of the police should be okay. I think right off right. the bat, she's instantly getting manslaughter. There's no way that was predetermined. But negligence, as they tell you, man, like you are responsible for what comes out of like your gun. I own a few yes. guns and where I'm going with, with that is that yes, he is a criminal. Yes. He's probably not morally a great person, but in that specific moment, her actions are still not justified regardless of what his sheet is. Now to piggyback on what you were saying though, is that when are people going to learn? Now we live in a beautiful country the United States of America, where your Fifth Amendment right is you have the right to a quick and speedy trial with right. a jury of your peers. A lot of other countries, you don't even get that. You think if they pull you over for a traffic stop and like 
I don't know, name any like kind of like oppressed country like uh, CCP, like China. You think you get a right to a speedy trial? So even no. if <laughs> that's my point. Yeah. So like right. for his case, you got caught. And most like, people that fight it in court, scene, you know, but that's like, my point like, is you have the chance to fight in the court. And that's the whole point. The point of fighting in court and the whole point of the Fifth Amendment, which you don't learn enough about constitutional rights within our school system when you're growing up is that when these kind of situations happen, you don't need to resort to a fight for life or death because you have the chance to have your freedom because of court and the right to a speedy trial. Is it a perfect system that always works every single time? No, but we need to get people to understand that the best option is never fleeing, is not resisting, because all you're doing there is you're basically giving up your security because chances are nine, nine, even more than nine, nine. You're giving up your right to actually legitimately fight back if you feel like the cop actually wronged you illegally. Right. And and so, if, as soon as you resist arrest and you fight back like that, now it's on you. So if, if, also, if let's say the cops were legitimately, sorry. you know, aggravating him or assaulting him, mm-hmm. if he started to, you know resist arrest in the way he did or resist arrest in the way Jacob Blake did, or even the way, you know, George Floyd, which we'll get to that in a little bit, even the way he did. Mm -hmm. Like there's a certain line that is crossed that makes it. So if some, if harm befalls you as a result of you resisting, that's, that's your fault. That's your fault. Especially if the Mm -hmm. cops weren't being violent beforehand which none of these cases right. I named, the cops were being violent beforehand. So, um, and usually they are How aren't. do we start the video and then unpack it a little bit? Yeah, definitely. Um, I was going to say one more thing. Um, sure. I don't remember what it was. So, oh, I was going to say, so I feel like like kind of based off what you said, so the, the proper way to, if you get arrested or if you're facing an arrest like this guy was, the proper mm-hmm. way to deal with it or whatever the situation might be, you get pulled over, you feel like the cop is, you know, overstepping his legal bounds. Mm-hmm. If you feel like you're wronged, put you know ten and two on the wheel. Do what he says. Fight it in court. Keep your mouth shut. Fight it in court. Um, that's going to be the surest way that you actually see the wrong, you know, that you experience dealt with according to the law, rather than it turning on you and it being your fault or being it's at least looked at as your also, fault. It's the surest way, also, that you're not going to escalate the situation to become violence. Yeah, you're not going to put you know, danger, you're, you're not going to put yourself in danger. You're not going to put yourself at risk of even getting shot in the first place. Um, I know, and that's what I'm trying to get at because some people are going to come out and be like, "Oh, you're just simping for the police, or you're just doing this." Police already have a dangerous job as it is. As soon as you start escalating a situation like that, they can only yep. assume the worst, and it's a very scary, very you know, high intense situation. And right. We can get in later about, you know, proper training, the allocating of funds to help better training, because obviously what we saw was incompetence of the lack of training. But as my point states that if you, to your point, if you do the 10 and 2 and you listen, yes, sir, yes, officer, the chances of you getting in a situation where the cop's going to pull a gun on you is highly, highly rare. And to those 1% of the time that it does happen, Yes, we stand with you that that's wrong, but that's rarely, that's the outlier. It's not, it's not the rule. 
Right, exactly. And, and these these things that you see on the on the news that are, you know, blown to the proportion that they are, like the shooting that we just saw, it's mm-hmm. by far the exception, not the rule. By far. Right. So you, you have to look at like how many times people actually. You can look at these statistics. I mean, you can go, uh, you know, to FBI databases, whatever it might be, even local police, you know, their databases. Look at how many times someone encounters a cop even doesn't matter what the skin mm-hmm. color is and nothing bad happens. And, and no, every but the, time... thing is, the skin color does matter. The narrative matters. Over 500 people that are white have been shot and killed by police this year so far. Right. The, where's the news on that? I'm not saying. Anyone yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying is, is they make it look like it happens cons- constantly. Um, and it just really doesn't. And the reason that they make it look like it happens constantly is because of like what you just said. It's all about pushing a narrative that police are bad, that we have to get rid of them, which I mean, you can go into speculation about why they might want to do that. And uh, it's to undermine even further the people's right to be able to fight back against a governing force. You can even take it that far. And I mean, there's there's a whole rabbit trail you can go down with that. But the point is, it's all about pushing this narrative. So when you see this stuff on the news, it's important to point out. And that's one one of the reasons why I want to walk through this clip is because it's going to show you how this is not what they're making it sound like on CNN or MSNBC or okay. Vox or all of this stuff. Because they want you to think, oh, cop shot person, black person, this is racist inherently. Therefore, mm-hmm. all cops are bad. Therefore, all black people are victims and are running for their lives constantly every time they go outside. And then the police are all about white patriarchy from white supremacy. Yep. And which... therefore, anybody that wants to dare even play this clip and walk through this, you're just simping for the cops. You're a white supremacist, or at least you're catering and apologizing for that system that exists. So, mm-hmm. okay, that's I, let's get all right. Let's get to the video. Okay. So, start from the beginning here. I don't know if there's going to be any sound. I don't think so because this is just a uh, screen. Can can you hear it? Probably not. But anyways, that's fine. Um, All right. So, we have him. He's... So, okay. Something I want to point out right away. Okay. The cop right there Mm -hmm. is a black dude. The woman, yes, whose whose body cam is being shown right now, who's the, the her name is uh, Kimberly something, Kimberly Potter, I think is what it was. Uh, okay. She is the officer who later, you know, pulls out a gun, thinking it's a taser, taser. and shoots him. The yeah. only the the only white male here is the guy that is the third officer that is standing on the other side. He's not doing anything in this entire situation. He's just standing there observing. So that's something mm. interesting to note, which I'll get to in a little bit. Um, Could you imagine right. being that guy? Like, we're just watching it all unfold. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, man. Like, all right, pretty routine I, stop. There's and a then target just, on my head. What? <laughs> yeah, you know, like, as soon as that happened, and you can tell by the end of this clip, mm-hmm. I think, I don't know if this exact clip is going to show the end of the footage, but if you go watch the entire body cam footage, you can see at the end, like, all of the cops are like, oh, this is is this is it. We're going to be on the news. This is uh-huh. like we're, we just painted like that, a target on our heads and our families' heads and our community's heads. Yeah. Um, all right. Here we go. Ready. Mm-hmm. So, 
this is something that is interesting. I was going to okay. say, um, and I was watching, I was listening to Brandon Tate and talk about this. And then I was also listening to another officer uh, do a commentary on this. And so what I, I guess, according to these guys, when you arrest someone, see how he's putting the, the cuffs on uh, right mm-hmm. by the front door. You're not supposed to do that. Yes. You're supposed to take them to the back so they don't have a chance to, you know, maneuver their way, use the doors against you, get in the car like he does in this video. And you're also supposed to keep one foot in between his legs, spread his legs out, pat him down. Right. Um, and then keep your other foot on the other side in case he tries to move, you know. Mm-hmm. So then you're at least in full control of the situation. So he can't do what he does, right. which is resist to the point where he can get back inside the car. So that's just mistake number one. Like, Brandon Tatum was saying these cops have no idea what they're doing. They're, they're, they are either very poorly trained or brand new. And this is like one of their first days on the job kind of mm-hmm. deal, or they were like diversity hires to fit their diversity quota. Um, and they shouldn't be policing in the first place, which I would guess that's what it is. So, all right, here we go. All right, so he's putting the cuffs on, like doing it how you're, I guess, not supposed to do it according to how cops are trained, according to Brandon Tatum and this other dude. And he gets back in the car. He sees an opportunity. So the guy's trying to hold him down. Now, look what she pulled out, right? So is that a Glock 23? Looks like Glock uh, 17 or Glock 23. It looks bigger. I thought it was. I thought it looked smaller the first time I watched it. Um, probably a Glock 17. But that more so she she thought and she's gonna yell taser taser. I have a taser. I'm gonna tase you basically. Um, warning this guy that if he doesn't quit fighting, he's gonna get tased. And mm-hmm. she says, you know, she screams taser again, and then she boom shoots him. So like. What oh kind God. of what kind of cop are you to where you get those two things mistaken? Like a Glock is not the same weight as a Taser. Glock's pretty heavy. And Actually, yeah, you yeah. Show this, this is, is a Glock show and 19. tell. Show and tell. <laughs> That's pretty heavy, is it not? Like We're, like it's heavy enough to where there's no way you would ever mistake that for a Taser. And especially no, a not cop, at all. a cop like police. If you look at their uniforms, they have a gun on one side. On like usually their dominant side, right? So if you're right-handed, it'll be on your right side. Left-handed, it'll be on your Correct. left side. The taser is going to be on the opposite side. It's going to be the awkward, one, more awkward one to grab. Like you're not going to mistake the two. I don't know how you'd mistake that. Even just, just muscle memory reaching what you'd normally would. The and, weight difference is enti- the weight difference is so different. I I know with adrenaline rush and like the intensity of the situation. Maybe that's harder to understand because I know that when your adrenaline gets rushing, one thing they say right away is that the blood like kind of goes out of your fingertips. That's why it's like shakier. But once again, this, and this is proper safety. It's unloaded. Checked. So with the magazine in, I still feel like the weight of it, there's just, to me, I don't know how you'd mistake it. I'm not like a, a gun expert or a firearm expert. But they're not light. They're not heavy, but they're not something that you, I don't think you could mistaken for. Like if I picked up my remote control, I wouldn't mistaken it for like my Glock or like vice versa. Like, oh, I, here's the remote. Bam. 
Right. <laughs> That's a bad example. Yeah, the point is like, there is like a distinct weight, especially when you should be training with these weapons extensively. My friend is a cop in Chicago and he's training all the time. He's got several different Glock variations. He's got an AR-15 like myself in the back and he's constantly at the range and he's constantly putting in work and training, which is good. I think a lot of that's on his own time though, which that's, you know, a different discussion. But the point is I, a good officer, like absolutely at the minimum should know how a Glock feels compared to a taser. Yeah. I mean, anybody should know that (laughs) is the thing. And like, especially a police officer, especially a police officer that's handled, I would assume both quite a bit, whether Mm -hmm. it's in training or, you know, whatever it is that they're doing. Um, I don't know how experienced these two people are. It doesn't seem like they're experienced at all. I feel like me and you could have handled this situation better, Um, which this isn't necessarily even poor police training. This is just poor police, poor policing just by two idiots that shouldn't be police in the first place. So, do you like, think part of the reason is that are we possibly because we're scraping at the bottom of the barrel on qualified policemen who have been discouraged yep. to be policemen or police women as a result of the constant rioting and the defunding of the police? Because Yeah, well that's what I was gonna get to is I, I think that's exactly mm-hmm. right. Because what you see is so you see them discouraging policing altogether, they're targeting mm-hmm. police, and therefore Anybody with half a brain that's intelligent is going to weigh those odds and either probably not enlist in the police academy or police force in the first place, not even apply for the job, or they're Mm -hmm. resigning. And you see police resigning at massive rates because their boss, you know, the the governor of whatever state they're in, the mayor of whatever city they're in, they're not listening to them. They're leaving. They're like, the pros do not outweigh the cons anymore. We're done. They're leaving. And then what happens is you have all these yes men, idiot police that, like you said, they're scraping from the bottom of the barrel um, or Mm -hmm. they're fulfilling and hiring people based off diversity quotas like a lot of major cities are doing, even with police. And Mm -hmm. then you have people that aren't capable of doing the job. And then you have more of this stuff happening. And then round and round you go, rinse and repeat. There come the riots. Here comes Black Lives Matter. It's like right, because they're creating we, the problem. They're creating the problem as much by as taking out all out, the good cops and bringing in all these bad cops because they're more worried about diversity quotas and they're more worried about, you know, getting a white woman in, or getting a woman in there or getting another black cop or whatever it might be. Right. And, and then I'm not sure about, I'm not sure if this has anything like, to be fair, I don't know if these guys were hired on because of that. You know, it's just. Right. That's just speculation. I, but beyond, it wouldn't I was going to say, it's me. like, I right. I want to clarify that, but I also want to clarify your point. Isn't that it's complete, just random speculation. It's not like my uncle said after the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the Super Bowl that Tom Brady does blood transfusions. It's not this baseless like accusation. What you're saying is based off of analytical and like stories and um, news that has been presented that they are hiring based on diversity. So I just yeah, well, that's that's a real out. thing. Like they they do have legitimate yes. diversity quotas. They're even it's trying to implement baseless, this in the military. So it's not a baseless like speculation, is what I'm. Trying no, to it's say. not. It's a real so, thing. Yeah. What I and, and what we were trying to say so earlier is that the most unfortunate part of this whole thing is that obviously what I'm seeing is both sides in the wrong, and it just ended horribly. 
Because as you pointed out, if we have better funding and better allocating of the funds or tax dollars to go to better training, right away, you point out, Brandon Tatum says, police officer, he puts him to the back of the car. He can't get in the front seat. If he can't get in the front seat, she doesn't come over with her incompetency, yell taser while holding a Glock, and then shoot the guy. Yep. Yeah. And once again. Exactly. It's incompetence on the policing. Yeah, it's incompetence on the policing. And then Mm -hmm. it's just acting like an absolute fool as, you know, the perpetrator here. And it's it comes down to a couple like it's what's what what I don't understand, especially if so it if organizations like Black Lives Matter want to stop black people from getting killed by police, what do you think they Mm -hmm. would do? I think what what they if they really cared about that, if you look through the statistics, you look at all these cases, you go through George Floyd's, Jacob Blake, mm-hmm. you go through this one, all these different ones, Brianna Taylor even, if you go through all these cases that have been highlighted over the last year, you're going to find commonalities between all of them. And it's all about resisting arrest. It's about, it's uh, maybe besides the Brianna Taylor one there, which I'm not going to go into the details of that, but all the other ones were resisting arrest violent with police officers or other civilians that were were around. And then Mm -hmm. therefore you, you know, acted violently and you received violence back. So it's it's, it's like what you reap, you sow kind of thing is what's happened with every single one of these. And it's like, if black lives matter really cared about actually saving black lives in this way, they would tell people, Hey, stop punching police. The guy with the gun. Stop, you know, if Black Lives Matter reaching for a knife in your car directly into like, no, if Black Lives Matter, they would would take the allocated funds that they've made over the last year and donate them to, you know, black prominent like uh, communities and black like prominent uh, police forces, black communities and get the proper allocating and training for those communities because they talk about the black community all the time. They talk about like the community, where's the funds going? We know where they're going, but if they really cared, Mick, they would start from the top. They would. Absolutely. We talk about this all the time. I know your listeners know, don't know how much that we ourselves talk about this stuff off like camera. It's just exhausting because it's like such an obvious answer. Like if you really cared, Someone once said, just just follow the paper trail. Follow where the money goes. It's really easy to know where your heart really is. If Black Lives Matter really cared about all these kind of things, what are they doing? Georgia Black Lives Matter. You just got busted for embezzling $450,000. And not yeah. even to start about... Uh, you have the owner of the organization, which I'll get to in a little bit as well. You have the organ- one of the... And one of the not owner. One of the founders of the organization um, who just bought a $1.4 million home in... Topanga, which is like a, a you know, gated it's off got, essentially community uh, in Los Angeles. And she also bought three other homes that were really expensive as well. Yeah, but man, those, they, those in other words, they'd be and- using the money, like you said, like they'd be using the money to educate people, to actually give to the black community, to to maybe invest in things that are going to help people actually like what Jordan Peterson talks about, like that book that I just went through. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, taking on the kind of responsibility necessary so you can get through tough things in life. And obviously the black community, their poverty rates are higher than others. And they, there's definitely a lot that's legitimate about maybe why that might be so and who might be mm-hmm. 
quote, oppressing them in that way, or maybe making it more difficult for them to, you know, get out of that situation. But at the, at the, on the other hand, it doesn't matter because the more that you victimize yourself, which is exactly what organizations like black lives matter do, they teach people to make victimhood, their identity. Therefore that's going to be their behavior. And what happens then is things like this happen is I'm a victim. I'm going to die either way. I'm scared for my life. The only thing I can do is resist arrest. And then I actually do end up getting shot. So it's Mm -hmm. like they're teaching them to do the things that are creating the problem in the first place, largely, at least with examples like this. And then what they're also doing is they're promoting equity in places like education, you know, school boards, you know, police districts. They want to create more diversity. Maybe that'll solve the problem, which really that means let's just hire people not based on competence, whether they're actually able to do the job. Let's just hire them because they're a woman or because they're black or because they're Asian, et cetera. And then you have people like this who just proved she's not capable of doing the job. Well, actually, I point, I want to point this out because it's not even based on, uh, not necessarily all institutions even based it on diversity it depends like which diversity you need to be for example harvard turns away asians all the time right ivy league yeah. schools are turning away overqualified asian americans or asians who come from that um you know that eastern hemisphere sorry not eastern hemisphere the eastern side of the world <laughs> wow <laughs> brain fire anyways uh but the point is is these are overqualified minorities but they're not getting to go into these ivy league schools so it's not a matter of you know like pure like quotas like what is the quota based on if it's based on just minority like admissions for example that's not the case so i have to i have to dig deeper like what are the qualifications right exactly and i think because it's not about it's not about like it's not about your qualifications. It's not about your tangibles. If that was the case, they wouldn't be turning away Asians from uh, Ivy League schools. Yeah, and then or Indi- doing your, Indians your just, too. Yeah, and then what happens is they just start judging people based off of arbitrary things like their skin color or their gender or whatever it is, all in the name of not being a bigot, all in the name of not being sexist or racist or whatever it is. And then you have... Uh, them hiring people, therefore, that aren't actually qualified for the position, all in the name of e- equality of outcome, which is what they want. So they see equality of opportunity, or even maybe they'll say equality of opportunity, but to them, opportunity is giving people, like, let's say the cop, giving them the job. That's the opportunity. The, the opportunity helps, doesn't no. present itself in, you know, going to getting the proper training and maybe competing with other people to get the job. That's where the opportunity is. But to them, the opportunity is give them the job simply because they're black or because they're a woman. And then you have incompetent people doing jobs where people's lives are at risk. And then you have right, instances like this failure. happening. Exactly. Could you, you end up with like, more lives lost? Yeah. We have a friend um, from India named Addy. Shout out to him. But um, he's so smart. I'm pretty sure he knows like five different languages. You're telling me that he's yeah. not qualified yeah. to go to an Ivy League school? No, he's not. I'd love to have a mind like that <laughs> come to America. That would better. That's what I mean. It's like that would better people like that of qualified positions and qualified like tangibles. Theirs are what's going to make like communities and like our country better. It's always right. it, I just I don't understand why it's always like the solution is to step backwards. 
Well, I mean, I think you have to ask the question like, what, yeah, I mean, if, if the solution is always to step backwards, then maybe you have to ask, maybe they want to step backwards because why would you want to step backwards? If you want I to step want backwards and you can seize job. opportunity for control more easily, if you're the one pushing everyone else to step backwards, instead of actually you going forwards, the easier thing to do is just to make everyone decrease. So that it's, it, that's essentially what these people do. And again, trained Marxists like Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. founders, that's what they're doing. So they're, they're yeah. promoting a culture along with a lot of other people in power, different corporations and government officials and legislators go down the entire list, entertainers. They're promoting this culture in which they're creating people. They're, they're, it, it's like they're causing people to go backwards, um, hoping that they can essentially take unearned power, which is exactly what that is. Um, and you even see this like, like, well, I guess that's a good transition right into the, and I'm not going to show the rest of the video, of, by the way, of that guy getting okay. shot. That was basically the clip. The rest of the clip was just her actually shooting and yelling taser. Um, and then they, at the end, they were like, oh, oh my God, you know, I just shot him. I just shot him. Ah, and then that was that was the end of the clip. Um, I'm anyways, more, uh... but yeah, I don't know. I'm like, I guess last thought on that is that was a great example of both parties at fault and racism not being present in that entire situation. No, not at all. Because that's the takeaway. So it wasn't racist. There's no proof of that. In fact, the, the <laughs> one dude there, the main, main dude handling him, was a black dude, um, and. But again, they're going to be like, well, it's the system that created the policing in the first place. That's what's yeah, whatever. Nick's whole, whole point is that, that uh, negligence and um, incompetency comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. All shapes and sizes. Um, <laughs> anybody can be a moron. Anybody can yeah. be stupid, negligent. In its takeaway is Man, not don't be racist because this was not racist even though that is don't be racist but that's not the takeaway which is what the news wants you to think yeah i've oh, yeah. been following it too hard are they okay you course. see you see the, the riots and everything Dude, going I saw on there's a like video i saw a video of people twerking in a parking lot while the store was getting looted yep and then i set so my they- phone down <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, this is all I had to see. Um, there was, uh, was a, I, I think I was reading, there was like 50, over 50 businesses looted and destroyed. Um, there was like people they don't like care. Okay. Nike I and Footlocker. And... They don't care. Those people don't care. I don't even, I wouldn't even no. say they're BLM supporters. I wouldn't say that they are any kind of, they're just opportunists. Let's just call it what it is. It's not a protest. If you're looting a store, if you're rioting, if you're burning down someone's business, destroying someone's livelihood, you are not helping anything. You are not some kind of cog in the system. You are not some kind of visual anti. You are nothing more than an opportunist who's ruining somebody else's life for your own inconvenience because you are so cognitively that you deserve something. Yeah. Can you imagine? I mean, could you imagine trying to justify that to somebody? But you can't. Yeah, it doesn't I mean, even th- matter because when they catch these protesters, how many times have we seen them just get their bail instantly banned? Remember last year, yeah. Kamala Harris was wrong people like, like Kamala. Yeah, yeah, they were funding like pools of um, to get people out of like the, the bails, like, to the, get people out of jail. What was it called? Like the Minneapolis Freedom Fund was one, of them, and the Bail Project I think was another one. Where was that? Talk about, talk about uh, incentivizing actual violence. 
there it is. And uh, meanwhile, those, by the way, those accounts are still up on Twitter and Facebook, even though those are literally the entire purpose of that is to incentivize violence. Um, Anyways, but yeah, you have people like Kamala and Joe tweeting about it, sending link or posting links of it. Like, go, come on, everybody go don't go donate to this. They get millions of dollars along with black lives matter. Got like $90 million this last year alone. And they've been around since like what? 2012, 2013, I think at the very, very beginning. And then it kind of escalated after the Michael Brown thing. I want to say Ferguson was like the big, uh, yeah, that was right before Trump was elected. Right. That was their first kind of like big spot into prominence. I don't know if it was the same. Um, I believe it was the same like founders and stuff back then, but I'm not positive. Yeah, it was but, the same people. I think that like the per Patricia or Patricia or whatever her name is um, was one of them. The, the other lady. Yeah, that's the two that said they, they were trained Marxists on camera and or to this day brag about it. And the two people that were basically saying when Fidel Castro died, they were like saying, "Oh, it's so sad. We, you know, what a great leader and all this stuff." It's like Fidel Castro people. killed more people in his first four years in power than Hitler or Stalin did. That's how good of a leader yeah. he was. Yeah, he did. I don't, yeah, you're right. He did. And he did. Colin Kaepernick wore a shirt with Fidel Castro on him when he was doing an interview, like a press interview. And I'm like, oh, man, if they it, just don't like him because of BLM. I'm like, dude, it's those things. It's, toxic. it's those things that just make you question. So they talk, their big things are like justice and equality. They're so passionate about those those words. Karl Marx is a racist. They, yeah, and then they wear a Fidel Castro T-shirt, or they post them out about him, about him on Twitter as if or he's a good guy that we should look up to. And then they say they're trained Marxists, and then they want us to believe they're they know what those words mean that like justice and equality. It's unbelievable, Weird. and the fact that anybody falls for that is I don't it's beyond me. Just shows people. Well, don't man, know, it, like, they're trained not to know though, Mick. Like that's the whole everything is based around you not getting in the way of important people doing important things. People are more concerned about and you know, we're all guilty of this to an extent. We have our distractions. We have our phones, we have our TVs, our computers, we have so many other things that has distracted us from what is going on under the surface. And that is, especially in our institutions, we, oh man, we've seen an indoctrination slowly taking over this country, even since probably the 60s, alluding to Marxism within the college campuses, then going down to public school. And now it's really taking off. Oh, This is something that's been, it's not what I'm trying to say with that is that, we're but seeing the years of indoctrination. But while that's happening, everyone's distracted. No one cares. They don't, they're not, they don't care about politics, man. They have they're too caught up in their own world. And then basically they just get fed clickbait rage bait. And then they go <laughs> off of that and it plays off emotion because they've been too busy living somewhere else, not paying attention. Oh yeah, that's exactly what it is. And you 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 know, I mean, again, this is a great transition into this right here. So, hmm, black Marxist, <laughs> oh, the picture, but the picture first, is great. Revolution. But first revolution, uh, Marx or yeah, Marx's leader buys one point four million dollar home, and it's a home, by the way, that has like a one percent 
I think it's like, I think I read it. I might say it in this article somewhere, but it's, it was a uh, 1% of that community is actually black. And this is a person that says her entire, you know, cause in life is to further the, you know, the black community and, no, bro. She's in. Guess, she's in the perfect community for herself. She's surrounded. And she's she surrounded the money. by like white liberals. That's exactly who her audience is. Yeah, exactly. Think about it. Those she are also lives the, her main donors. Fun, funny how that works. Right. She lives amongst the white like people that prop her up in the name of blacks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just think about the irony of that. Um, and well, something else that's interesting is like. So kind of what you, based off what you were saying there is like, she, uh, these, like just, this goes for so many of these social justice organizations is they prey on people's emotions to like do things that are good and do things that are, you know, about justice and equality and fairness and all these like good ideas at a surface level. Um, And then what do they do? They end up taking all their stuff, taking all their money and going and living in a gated community. And like sounds I, that's, like it sounds oversimplified what I just said, but that's literally what she just did. So she okay. just took everybody's money and then w- that everybody donated the summer in the name of George Floyd. And then she just buys a million dollar mansion along with other homes and who knows what and else she else? bought. Exactly. And that's the big point is how much does she have? Like how much does she have of that? Where's the funds getting allocated to? Where's it all going? As to piggyback on what you're saying is I'm, um, you remember Akon, the the singer Akon? Oh yeah. That dude took his earnings. He took his capitalistic earnings, and he built eighteen different electrical. No, for eighteen countries in Africa, electrical infrastructure so they could propel forward. That's really? that's that's real. Too. That. That's amazing. Yeah, that's through capitalism. You know, the big scary, the worst thing in the world. He took his earnings from being a good singer and gave people electricity. This woman is taking money from impressionable people and spying herself in her own house. Yep. Like, and she's taking money from the people that she's literally saying she's trying to help in a lot of cases, or, you know, even, you know, think about how many people donated to this organization, not knowing really what it is, not knowing really what they stand for, not knowing what Marxism is at all, uh, all of this stuff. And just literally thought it was about, hmm, maybe if I give $10 here, $20 there, someone in need in a community that I don't know is going to get helped or is going to be able to put more food on their table, et cetera. And I'm sure most of the people like younger people, especially that donated, that's probably what, that's probably what their motive was. And they thought they were generally being helpful. And then you have the, you know, well, organizer of this entire thing, taking all the money and then hoarding it for herself and buying property away from Nick, everybody that she says she's trying to help. That's, if, why that's what Marxists do. Well, that's that's Marxism. In, yeah, that's Marxism in a nutshell. Because they can't come out. Remember, remember at first the BLM website said that they were for abolishing the nuclear family yeah. and then they later took it off. Yep. Turns out once people actually read it and they go, okay. Clearing injustice. Let's go. Abolishing the nuclear family. What the whoa? And then you realize, like, what? Yeah. And then you read into like the other pledges, and you're like, what is this? Yeah, exactly. Most Imagine, people don't like, read, and most people don't get that far. 
Yeah, just imagine like I'm just imagining like some impressionable college kid sitting down and reading through the website, like, well, like looking just donating, be like, wow, this is awesome. Like they wanted they want to get rid of racism and they want to do all this. And then they get to that and they're like, they want to do what to my family? <laughs> and Bro, then it's I like a, Yeah, that's not good marketing. And they figured that out. I had out. an ex-bandmate who was like adamant about getting us to donate to BLM, like with a merch run or something. And every time I see stories like this, I just think of how he prayed, how he like donated hundreds of dollars to BLM. I was like, oh, there's your money, man. Yeah. You Congratulations. Just bought, you just bought colors here, a uh, $1.4 million mansion. Good for you. And the funny thing is like, yeah, this is just one example of where the money's going, but people legitimately don't know where the money's going. I read some other reports of local chapters. Like there's at least 10 or 15 now that have come out in big major cities that are like, what's going on? Where's the money? Why aren't you giving it to any communities? Um, they Again, they got $90 million in one year. Uh, Black Lives Matter, other organizations. I read somewhere that that these social justice movements, movements have raised over $10 billion in the last mm-hmm. two years. So where's the money going? Who are they donating it to? What are they planning on doing with it if they haven't done anything yet? Um, it's absolutely ridiculous. Yet they're the ones that are, you know, complaining. Biden hasn't sat down with us and had a meeting. It's like, why don't you tell us mm-hmm. where the money is first? And then, uh, like, let's, okay, let's say they raised a bunch of money, Black Lives Matter, even though I detest their entire philosophy, political philosophy. Let's say they raised a bunch of money and actually gave it to communities in need. I would be like, mm-hmm. great, good for you guys. You actually did something then. You did something useful, right. and that's good for you. Even though it's I don't like agree AOC- with you on a lot of stuff, cool. When AOC like did the basically remember when um AOC raised that money for Texas yeah. during their power out, it's just like I can't stand her. But you know what? If you're raising money for the people who don't have like power right now, well not right now, but then right. then I'll give you the praise. You do something good, I'll give you the praise. Mick, right. I need you to do a monologue because I have to let my dog outside. So I will be right back. I'm sorry. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Well you'll 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 uh you know, or do, or do you have to go to the bathroom outside? No, just <laughs> we'll do it together. Sure. <laughs> All right. I'll be right back. Um, so while he's taking a break there, um, I'm going to transition here topics. So I think this brings me to the George Floyd thing a little bit here. So I don't want to go too deep into this. I didn't read a whole lot, at least in the last couple days, as far as exactly what's been going on, as far as further um, escalation in the case. I do know though that they, uh, there's basically no evidence so far that the Chauvin dude actually killed George Floyd. So some updates, if no, if you're listening, you don't know anything about it. Um, the, there's been other body cam footage that came out that showed that the, the Derek Chauvin dude was not actually even kneeling on George Floyd's neck. He was kneeling on his upper shoulder blade area which changes things a lot because you have people saying oh he died of suffocation it's like he couldn't have died of suffocation if he wasn't kneeling on his neck and so that's that that video has come out and then there's also the toxicology report the um, autopsy and they found uh, a speedball which is essentially methamphetamine and fentanyl mixed uh, a, a lethal dose of it with George Floyd's fingerprints on it that day and the autopsy comes back and showed that he overdosed, cardiac arrest. It's not showing that he died of suffocation whatsoever. 
which then that, that obviously brings the question, okay, why are they accusing this cop of suffocating him essentially to death on purpose, which is what you heard all summer is that you, they suffocated it. He suffocated him on purpose because he's a racist cop and he hates black people. That was the narrative. Two billion plus dollars of damage all summer because of that narrative. Now, do you think that they had these, this body cam footage and these, you know, autopsy reports and all of this stuff most of the summer while this was going on? I would think so. Obviously, I know they're not going to release that stuff before the court date for several reasons. But the fact that the media kept allowing this narrative to go through before they actually showed you all the evidence just shows how manipulative they are. And it shows that they don't care about safety. They don't care about black people. They don't care about you or me. They don't care about your business. They don't care about your town. They just want to destroy things so then they can get more power. And they want to incentivize people that are destroying things so it continues to happen. Okay, to keep catch you up, Pac, or Peyton. No, I heard the whole thing. I, I, you, I had my earpiece in. I did. You sounded yeah. so good. <laughs> so great. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, it's 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 like at, at what point is it no longer? Dude, the uh, dude t- he had a speedball with them. Yeah, that's like, what I was just saying. It's like like they're, they're, he didn't. Derek Chauvin didn't kill him. You can't even really argue that it was manslaughter. Well, the biggest thing right now, dude, is like okay, so. Right away, they were saying how how bad the prosecution did that they wanted to use like him for the defense because they were saying right off the bat how Derek Chauvin like had enough like um, justification to use a taser, and they said in court oh, yeah, he, he did. used yeah. he chose to use lesser force. So right. right there, if you choose to use lesser force, how do you argue manslaughter? That proves the Let opposite of what they're trying to prove. Right. Yeah. So if you're, you're proving the opposite right there. So all of a sudden, you go from this guy pulled up and went, yeah, time to kill a black guy. No. The dude, first off, he's like a five foot nine, 140-pound man. He gets called like urgently to come and help out these guys. A lot of the cops there were young cops. Didn't know what they are doing. We see the body cam footage. He's George Floyd's calling for his mom, and he's – I think um, the dude was clearly in like a state of delirium, which is – horrible but well, he's been like that there's he, i guess he's done this before like even saying that i can't breathe thing i guess he's done this in the past so you think when cops look up his record and they see this you, this is all this stuff is all on file if he's done this in the past they can easily look it up they look up his name look up you know grab his id whatever it, it, they're going to find how he's behaved in the past and they're going to see his record right and then when he, when he starts doing it there and when he starts resisting arrest, he even kicked one of the cops at one point when he was sitting in the car. Like, Mick, how are gonna, you going to prove They're going to be like, okay, this is the boy who cried wolf when he says he can't breathe because guess what? This isn't the first time he's done this. This guy's high as balls. Know, we what all are we supposed to do? This kind of stuff he's asking to lay on the know, ground. You're right. And when it first came out, you know, we didn't have all this other information and we didn't have all this other evidence to prove uh, Chauvin's innocence. And when, when you first saw it, it looked pretty bad. And, you know, it's really, it's so easy to jump the gun. And now I've really done my best on it. When I hear other things, even like this most recent shooting, yeah, I try really hard to say, I'm going to step back and I'm going to wait for the process to play out and the investigation to play out and see what further evidence is found. Because now, my God, the speedball, the, the fentanyl in his system, you had the counterfeit $20 bill. His drug dealer would not go on trial and testify because of fear of self-incriminating. Which is like essentially just, 
incriminating yourself by doing that. And <laughs> which is the irony. I, it is uh, not I was uncommon to for people. Today. Yeah. It's yeah, not uncommon for like, people are getting busted for drugs to like shove them in your mouth. Cause if you get caught with them, Oh, you're going to the slammer. Yeah. I mean, juice world did that and he overdosed. It's a rapper. Yeah. I don't know if you know who that is. Cause you're old. I do. But, I uh, know. No, I know. I know who he is because my, <laughs> this band, you know, yellow card. Cause you're young, yes. you know? Yes. Yeah. Well, there's, they're they i don't know if it was them or the record label they were suing juice world because he i guess ripped off one of his chorus melodies from one of their old oh, uh, songs I'm, I'm sure he did i'm sure he did oh um, dude music they all we all rip each other off in some yeah, way or dude. form <laughs> um but yeah like just keep it you, so you so you have okay so let's just like recap this whole thing real quick so you have sure thing. uh george floyd high on drugs from the beginning he's trying to i don't know if he was trying to get a counterfeit or buy something with a counterfeit bill um cops come they mm-hmm. try to put him in the back of the car and nicely so they were like offering him water i believe at one point they were rolling down like windows which like, usually you don't do that if you're arresting somebody no because and, i think a part of that's because they could tell the dude was in like some kind yeah, of they like, could tell he was like this delirious dude state. on drugs and uh, he was George Floyd was like crying out for his mom and he was saying he can't breathe long before he was ever on the ground. And right, which is a so sign then, of someone that is that high on fentanyl, especially right. And then Chauvin gets called and he arrives at the scene. Floyd's asking to be laid on the ground, and that's when he proceeded to put his knee on. The back, upper shoulder, like yeah, it wasn't even on his neck. If you look at the the video from the angle on the ground towards the ground, Mm -hmm. more where you can actually see where exactly his knee is, wasn't even on his neck, as I mentioned before. And you have this whole thing play out, this whole event. George Floyd obviously dies. No one is saying that's a good thing. Um, Right. That's really sad, especially for I think he had a daughter, (laughs) right, or something. Um, Yeah. Poor kids, man. But to blame this then, what the media did and what Black Lives Matter did and all these politicians, to blame it on racism, to blame it on something other than the fact that this guy was a severe drug addict who needed help, who didn't get it and found himself in this situation, to blame it on something, ruin these cops' lives, ruin well, they tried $2 to do billion that, dollars in and damage they also in tried riots. to say maybe it was a... Um, I guess they like worked at the same place, like at one point. Now, it was like a close like relationship or even a working relationship. But is there also a chance? Say he like knew who George Floyd was. Say Chauvin drives up and sees him, and instead of tasering him because he sees him and goes, "Whoa, that's Floyd, man," that he doesn't use a taser, right? Because he, we know if he was justified in if he was in the realm of like. Like, you know, basically he was in his rights to use a taser and chose to use lesser force. All you need to get off of the murder is like reasonable doubt. And the worst part of all this, Mick, is that the press has only been covering when the prosecution gets a point in, but they haven't been covering the other 50 dunks that the defense is getting. A perfect example of this is okay, I. Love the Chicago Bulls. Zach Levine just scored 50 points a couple games ago. If I only saw that, I'd be like, dang, they must have dominated, man. Well, they lost the game. And that's what I feel like this trial is coming to. 
like you're seeing these little yeah, highlights good, and you're yeah. feeding these people like oh like huh, chauvin's gonna get it take that white supremacist and all of a sudden oh well now if he's acquitted and people are gonna go what what happened and well, because it, they didn't look in deeper but it's all like training and that's okay. yeah and oh, it goes back to it goes back to a point that i bring up every now and then and it's this point that if people are especially people in power that have the ability to do so, whether that's the media or politicians or entertainers, if they're pushing a narrative or pushing a policy as a result of a narrative that's resulting in destruction. And that's the only thing it's ever resulted in. You have to start asking, okay, what is the intent here? Is the intent, the destruction. And then why, if it's, if that's the answer, then why is the intent, the, the, why is the intent destruction? I agree, but and, my my more important question is how do you get people engaged to question that system? Because that's what I was getting at earlier when people are yeah. distracting their phones, they're distracting the video games, and we all need an escape. We have an escapism. But as I take like I told my dad once after his red his beautiful red pilling of two thousand twenty, um, once you see it and once people I feel like see it, they can't not notice it. And now that they're Everywhere you turn on your video games, there's Black Lives Matter messages last year. On Call of Duty, there's the NFL, the NBA, the MLB, who didn't even play. <laughs> the Twins canceled their game after that cop shot um After the, what was the lady cop's name again? Oh, so they did the same thing the Bucks did uh, when yes, Nick yes. was shot? Yeah. Yeah, I'm horrible with names. I got to get better with that. I got to get a laptop was like to reference. Let me Kimberly something. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't pay that much attention to the cops' names. <laughs> um, they're they're idiots. They shouldn't be. We're professional people. Yeah. Um, um, but the point is, the point is, is that it's indoctrinating our life everywhere. And how do you get people? How do you get people to see this alternative view? but make them want to see it. I feel like, because I feel like so what they always try to push, like let's say with George Floyd or with any of these, any of these events, right? They always mm-hmm. try to push this narrative so hard. Like what you were just saying, even in your sports, even you're watching an NBA game and they got the dude's name on it, on their Jersey instead of their own. Mm-hmm. Like they got black lives matter written on the core, all this stuff. And they do it. Like we're just trying to showcase how much we care about, you know, equality. And it's like, no, you don't. That's but not and, and not to drift, not to drift too far. But the point I'm getting at with that is, with Chauvin, man, like he's gonna probably. I'm not saying for sure, but he's more than likely gonna get acquitted. And yeah. all these people who don't pay attention, they're gonna not understand why. They're not gonna look up why, yep. and they're just gonna react out of emotion. Yeah, it's gonna be bad. Man. Yeah, which again, like, I think that brings I, I hate me to back be so to pessimistic. But well, I think that brings uh, me back to the that point. It's like okay, if 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 the if the narrative or policies that you're pushing are constantly going to result in destruction, then you have to start asking, okay, the, is the intent of the policy or narrative destruction? And that also imply it goes as far as to what you just said, where they want you to be confused and they want you to look at reality like someone getting acquitted for a crime they didn't commit as far as evidence and proof goes, whether you like it or not. Uh, They want you to see that and be confused and then be outraged and then go destroy target or go destroy a small business downtown or, you know, 
do things that are going to warrant further destruction and do things that are going to make it easier for them to continue to push this narrative. Um, and only someone that's a tyrant would do that. Only someone that wants uncontrolled, unearned power would do that to a population and to people mm-hmm. like that really have many of these people have good intention. A lot of the, you know, people that post black squares on their Instagram or whatever it is, stupid stuff like that, or people that are out here protesting, not the ones destroying stuff, obviously, but the people that are, that are legitimately trying to protest that maybe just don't understand what's going on. And they think this is what's going on because they're believing the narrative that, you know, that all Americans are, you know, just feeding into this systemic racist, horrible nation and institution and blah, 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 whatever it might be. Uh, A lot of them have good intent, but they don't understand. And like what you were just saying, they're going to see this, they're going to see Derek Chauvin get off and they're going to be like, ah, they were right. You know, like this, this, you know, I think a lot have a good, I think a lot have a good intent, but I think a lot more have just, and I'm not talking about the people, Oh man, so much of it's going to radicalize more people is my point. But but my thing is like so much of these people do online, it's just clout. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Not even because you're talking like the black squares and whatnot, dude. Like I saw so many people that I knew from high school or knew or know who just did the cringiest. It is just the cringiest stuff I've seen, like as far as like BLM, like support. I'm like, oh, yeah. what have you done? Yeah. What, like, are you? Uh, that's well, a lot of this activism, you're right. A lot of this activism, not to go too far down another rabbit, tra- rabbit hole, but a lot of this activism is just for clout. It's just to, you know, simp for somebody so you get some attention because, or maybe it's just to, so you feel better about yourself because you're not really doing anything mm-hmm. in, your, in your life to, you know, maybe make your life a little bit better or to further yourself or to get in better shape or to start reading more or start whatever it might be. You're not doing those things and your life sucks as a result. So then the best thing you could do that doesn't require any work that just requires you to fuel the anger that you already feel and then turn that into the fact that, Hey, maybe that anger I'm feeling is justified is to point it towards a social justice cause. Mm-hmm. And so that's what you see a lot of these people doing. Again, not everybody. I know a lot of people that, I mean, I know some people that that's what it is, but I know some people that it's not. And they're legitimately like, oh, like we're trying to help. And they're not because they're fueling a, and those, like the people that are just trying to help and don't understand, those are the people that are reachable, that are like, you can yeah. educate them and show them, like, hey, hey, you have good intention. You're not the enemy here. But, you know, I like, think that maybe think about, that maybe think a little bit further about what's going on. The people that are just like the first people that I mentioned that are just, essentially looking to be radicalized so that they mm-hmm. feel like they're doing something good in the world. Those people, I'm, I don't think there's really much reaching them. Um, so do you think those people though, are the majority of the people who are going to show up and shell out if Chauvin's acquitted to like these riots? And these I things? think at this like, point, dude, yeah, because it, like, like, to the point I was trying to make earlier was the more that you push this narrative and confuse people, you're going to radicalize people that otherwise maybe wouldn't. And then you're just going to create more of that base that's going to just stir up more problems in the future, which I think is what uh, they want. That's what oh, Marxism have, is. It's about destroying the current to. system to implement the new one. And part of that is by creating these little tribalistic divisional wards between the population. Is that that's exactly what they're doing? Did you drive through Kenosha at all after the riots? Uh, no, I wanted to. I didn't get around to it though. It was heart. It was heartbreaking. Was it as you bad know, as like the news made it look as far as the worse? Worse. Was it worse? Yeah. 
Yeah, man. Like it's burnt down buildings. Fiery but peaceful. I'm assuming. Man, like, I it's it's yeah, it's crazy. It, it's crazy to me because like, I just have this horrible gut feeling. Like here we go again. Like when the yeah, acquittal it, comes, it's like here we go again. And somehow no. that's always, but it always gets twisted on like us. Like oh. Now they're gonna like the moment someone tries to defend their property, it's gonna turn into like a then like a gun kind of like issue again, which has already been a hot topic. Fiery but peaceful, <laughs> dude. That's one there of there it is. That's one of the oh, best man. headlines I've ever seen. There's literally a war zone behind this guy. I will never get that. That will that, that should be good. that should there was be another one in history very books. similar to that. There was another similar one to that, and it was a guy saying mostly peaceful protests, and he's talking. It was a different CNN reporter. He's talking, and, and you can like burning, hear people screaming building. behind him, and there's, there's like a building, building on fire. <laughs> mostly peaceful protests. It's unbelievable. Um, no, but okay. the point. The point there is, like, but what what, do you, what happens Nick, when say these riots like take place? Who's gonna get in trouble? Exactly. The people rioting or the people who are going to defend like their property? That's the people that are going to try to defend themselves. And then it's not even, it goes even further than that. Then they're going to use the violence as an, another excuse, which just, I think, furthers my point that they're trying to destroy things. So then they can use that as an excuse for this. They're trying to use that as an excuse to, to minimize and delegitimize the freedoms that we all have. Whether that's your right you to self-preservation, your right to free speech. Are you speech, familiar with the rooftop Koreans? Your right to, uh, 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 you know, due process, a court, mm-hmm. you know, all, all this stuff. They're, they're, they're using the destruction. They're using the narrative. They're using all these different things, the media manipulation, to undermine those things so they can seize more and more and more and more power baby steps. And that's what Black yeah. Lives Matter is doing. That's what Marxists do. So when they tell you, again, they're, Train Marxists, and then you mm. have this lady who's saying, I'm for the oppressed, I'm trying to help everybody, and then she goes and buys a $1.4 million, million mansion. Don't be surprised because this well, is man, what these people do. It sucks because, like, we've had different, like, talking points today, whether it's about her buying her mansion or not mansion, her house, or um, with the Chauvin trials and, like, you know, the, the media's coverage of it. And it just all stems back to, like, the same thing. Like, we keep coming back to, like, this Marxism, like Marxism indoctrination is like wrecking the country. And like, it all keeps coming back to that. You, you see and it I happening collected. now. Like you legitimately right. like see it on the ground happening. And it's like, it's terrifying. Well, I because mean, it's like every, it every talking point we have, like when we get into talking about Biden with like gun laws and stuff, that's again, a Marxist kind of yeah. thing that, that, well, that is a so strategy. Side note. I know I wanted that. to talk about the, the gun law thing. I might save it for next episode. Let's make a um, separate episode for that. Yeah, definitely. We we'll save it for the next two. episode, guys. So if you wanted to hear that, I don't know if I mentioned that in the beginning of this episode, stay tuned for the next one. Um, When's that? But yeah, I think this actually, I know we're getting a little bit long in the time. Hopefully soon. I'm going to try to start doing one um, like once a week, do a little bit longer episode, hour to an hour and a half, and then clipping mm-hmm. it, putting it on, on YouTube and things like that. So okay. make it a little bit easier to watch and listen to. But yeah, so we will talk about that and I'm going to do some more research on it. There's with the red flag laws and things like that. It's kind of confusing. There's some stuff to talk about, but I feel like when people hear about this, they see the mass shooting again, preying on your emotions, just like they do with Black Lives Matter. 
They prey on your emotions and they get you to feel something. So then when they tell you their plan, they code it in, we're going to make you feel better. We're going to make you feel better. We're going to make these events stop. So you feel better. Just trust us. Just hand us over your rights. It always mm-hmm. ends with hand us your rights every time. Um, and that's, that should be red flag. Ironically, it's red flag. Yeah. The law. You want to talk about um, a red flag? Yeah. But that's what we'll talk about next time. I know I, sorry, kind of cut you off, but no, this has been a good episode. If you guys are listening on YouTube, um, like subscribe, share. If you're on Spotify or Apple podcasts, share it around as well. I know I like to listen to podcasts on like Spotify and stuff rather than YouTube. Mm-hmm. That's just me. But anyways, thanks for joining me again, Peyton. I'll definitely keep having you on because I feel like this is a lot more fun to, you know, bounce it around with somebody else for sure. I always, I, um, I love it, man. And if you're looking for a co-host on a oh, yeah, more I definitely you know, am, usual so. routine and I am Peyton Johnson, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at PJ straight edge. Because I'm straight edge. Yes. Common threads. We are also on all major media platforms, you know, and I hope to be on here a lot more with you, Mick. I really enjoy what you're doing and I want to help you build. Oh, for sure. Yeah, this is a good this is a good time. And like one of the one of the main reasons I'm doing this, just to reiterate that point, is like the people that are like falling for all this crap that are falling for these social justice uh organizations and movements and all this different stuff, and they don't really know it, like those are the people that are reachable. So if if and it's it comes down to which is one of the reasons I, I want to later, later on start going through more books and I've been reading through this other book that would tie in really well with what everything we were just talking about today, which mm-hmm. maybe I'll bring that up next episode, but um, it's because it's all about literally just learning human nature, learning simple philosophical principles, things like that. Then it's going to, you're going to, it's so much easier to start piecing things together when you see them actually play on the real world. Um, so that's kind of exactly, that's what I want to do. That's the whole reason I'm doing this podcast. So yeah, but anyways. That's beautiful. That's beautiful, you. man. Thank you. Um, anyways, thank you guys for listening. What? what? <laughs> I said I got a tear in my eye. Did you? Good. Good. That was a goal there. Um, all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time.